0: Hello, Marvelites! You are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number
1: 484, and I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M.
2: I'm Lorraine Zink, a.k.a. Agent Lorraine.
1: And this is Jason Michaelhart, a.k.a. JMI.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. Woo-hoo. We're excited. Very. Uh, if you have not listened to us before, or if you have, and you're going to hear this like we say it every time, this is... <laughs> is the show where we tell you everything happening this week in Marvel from games, comics, movies, TV, whatever, and a little behind the scenes for you. So when we record our shows during this interesting time in our lives, we do it over a video chat service, and every week I get to choose my name, uh, what I want to be called, and for some reason, I guess because I like the word clams because it just (laughs) sounds so strange to me, I've decided to go with some sort of mollusk or sea creature as my name. So this morning I chose Octopus as my first name. And then I was thinking, for some reason, Reno 911 popped up in my head and I was thinking of Officer Dangle. And so my name on this chat is Octopus Dangle and came up with a little jingle, but James knocked it out of the park <laughs> and created like a sitcom intro. Producer Zachary and Alexis, can you please run that jingle?
1: It's an octopus dangle on a Tuesday morning with Agent M. His cat's walking on the desk and baby crying, but he's still in. Gotta shovel snow on a Tuesday and move into the house by the end of the night. Octopus dangle on a Tuesday morning. Ladies and gentlemen, the Octopus Dangle Show.
2: That was so beautiful. Completely uncalled for, but amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I was I was inspired uh, by his sound check. He's He sang a little ditty, and I was like, oh. Also, it just, you know, I've been watching WandaVision. So between WandaVision and that, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sitcom songs. Oh. We don't have those anymore. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel Studios, WandaVision, Lorraine, did you
0: watch that episode we got? Oh,
2: my goodness. Hold on oh to my your butts.
0: Wait, I- What? So we're like a week or two ahead of everybody. I think two weeks
2: ahead. A week and a half, technically, when we watch it. But
0: I will say the episode that goes out this kind week. of alongside, yeah, this week the, the the one that goes out on February <sighs> episode 5th, five. Episode five. Oh yeah. Stay y'all. off the internet
1: before you watch it,
2: y'all.
0: Stay off the internet. But I I am like incredibly serious.
1: Okay. No, I'm- like
2: Yes, because yeah.
1: I, I just if, watched episode four and I mean yes, I watch it four with is so good. I watch it with everybody else.
0: All that Monica Rambeau stuff, dude, that was so, good.
1: so dope. Oh I'm my gosh, so
2: obsessed with Monica Rambeau to yes. begin with. Every episode, I say it again, but that's my favorite episode. Like that, yeah. it's just one of those shows where every episode ups the ante is so much. It just like uh, makes you even more excited about what's going to happen the following week. But to Ryan's yeah. point, do stay off the internet until you watch the episode or get up on Friday morning and watch it immediately. That's that's the best advice for you because you don't want it yeah. spoiled for you.
1: I will say that I have had wonderful practice of that because I didn't watch Mandalorian season 2 for months because I kept waiting for my wife to watch it with me until last week Tuesday she said, "You know, I'm probably not going to watch this right now." So you may want to go and watch it. I was like, I've been waiting. I've, I've been waiting. So the, okay. the next day, Wednesday, I took the whole day. I said, I'm not doing nothing. And I just watched all of it. And so, yeah, I can stay off the internet. So, people, stay off the if these If these two say stay off the internet, stay off the internet because you can do that. Because I, I proved it. I yeah. didn't know anything that was happening. I don't know how that. My friend's like, How'd you do yeah. that? Because like, I'm a hermit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to get spoiled because it's so good. How do they keep doing it? It is such a fan. Fantastic show
2: it really is I I can't spoil anything I'm just gonna say wait.
1: no <laughs> well I will say from from someone who's watching it like on you know on call with with the rest of the fans you know from one to four what I really enjoyed was that one two and three I have a text thread and my friends were like I'm liking it, but I don't know what's going on. And I, and they, they're not, they're not big comic book fans. They're the MCU fans. There's a difference. don't get me wrong. The MCU fans are wonderful. We love you. Thank you. But for those who've been reading comic books and like, they were like, you know, babies to like watch this and like see similarities and things they've seen in stories. I was like, guys, just give it a moment. Cause I'm seeing things. That I know are going to get picked up in a minute. And so I would like that. I'm like, look for this symbol, look for this symbol, look for this. When you see that, you know, that's a wonderful foreshadowing moment of something's gonna happen. So when we got to episode four, I just, I love the callbacks to actors. As a working actor, when you get called for a gig, you're like, that's it, I'm never gonna work again in that show. And for people to keep getting called back and come, you know, being brought back in their characters to forward that life is just brilliant. I'm having, I'm loving it. It's, uh, the story is great. And you know, the directing and the writing is just fantastic. I'm loving it.
0: Yeah. And if anybody needs to catch up, there's a wonderful mid-season trailer that was released this week. You can catch that on marvel.com and our YouTube and social channels. Uh, It does tease a little bit about what's going on. If you just, if you're waiting for the whole show to get released at once, God bless you. Uh, you (laughs) Seriously. It's a, it's a tough road to hoe if you don't want to get spoiled.
2: You just avoid the internet on Fridays and Saturdays, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. also, you know, if you haven't already, you can check out those Marvel must-haves. They have a bunch of merch coming out every week. Uh, sort of inspired by the episode. And obviously since this past episode, episode four, had so much delicious, delightful Monica Rambeau. There is some great Monica Rambeau gear, um, some cool sword stuff. Uh, There's a necklace, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, mugs. Um, You can check them all out at marvel.com slash must haves. But there's that sword sweatshirt. It's like all white with like black trim and like a little sword uh, situation, a little symbol in the middle. and. Get it now. I want it for my Monaco Rambo cosplay that I can't do.
0: All that merch is so good that uh I want it all man. It's I know, so great. and the
2: little sword necklace. Ugh, the necklace. I love that's
0: it. that's the thing. The necklace is the mm-hmm. one. It's terrific. I wanna stay on the Disney Plus train for a second because we got Some really friggin awesome news that dropped this week uh, that Ryan Coogler's Proximity Media has set an exclusive television deal with a Walt Disney company. Uh, And part of that means a new series based in the kingdom of Wakanda is in the works for Disney Plus. Oh my God.
1: How hyped are you guys? I am. Listen, okay, first of all, (laughs) to get that news in February. It is kinda of fun. This is Black History Month. And now we're gonna have a Disney Plus show about the kingdom of Wakanda. I don't think people understand how black folks get about Wakanda. So don't get me wrong. People don't understand how white folks about comic book fans get about Wakanda. But black folks get about Wakanda, they act like, you know, it like they could like if they get on the plane, they could find Wakanda and Barack Obama and Michelle will just be sitting there, you know, chilling. So the fact that we have a Disney <laughs> Disney Plus show it is going to if, if If you think, folks, if you think brothers and sisters were dressing brightly and wild before, man, anything that's going to be on that show, it's going to be on the streets, especially in New York. It's going to be fun.
0: There's this choice quote from Ryan Coogler in the press release for it where Ryan says, we are especially excited that we will be taking our first leap with Kevin Feige, Luis Desposito, Victoria Alonso, and their partners at Marvel Studios, where we will be working closely with them on select MCU shows for Disney plus we're already in the mix on some projects that we can't wait to share right yeah you excited cat it's gonna be good now you're getting all shy all
2: right you gotta go get your diaper changed <laughs> there's a lot going on no. <laughs> i feel the same way you know a lot so it's relatable oh, oh boy. man oh boy um, Fans,
1: if you hear that, that is the that is that there's nothing. We all know Agent M, he is a tough son of a gun. The man's busy, he works all the time. But I tell you one thing, he will drop the world if his daughter says, Dad, that's a so boy. That wedding's gonna be expensive. Gotta hope Marvel's paying oh, well. Good lord. <laughs> she's she's not she's 16 months old. Give me some time. Give me some time. That college education is gonna be whew, Boy, we're gonna have 14 podcasts for you to pay for that.
2: Don't worry, you've got like at least 17 years before you have to pay for college. That is very true. Uh, all
0: right, I got to I got to let me let me focus back on on the here and now, please. Uh we're going to stay on the Disney Plus train yes. because there's a trailer released for Marvel's Behind the Mask and it is a damn good trailer.
2: Yeah, Marvel's Behind the Mask is going to explore this power of identity from some of the world's most iconic superheroes. And it's it's really interesting because that power of identity is really tied to civil rights and how that's been expressed through comics over the decades. So I'm really excited to see how that's explored. And there's gonna be some incredible folks who are featured in the doc, like Joe Quesada, Neil Kirby, the son of Jack Kirby, Larry Hama, Christopher Priest, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Daryl, DMC McDaniels, Brian Michael Bendis. There's just a ton of great folks from the comics world and from the culture world that are going to be featured. Nice.
0: I love DMC. When you get him starting to talk about Marvel, like there's just nobody who can just get excited and so real and so enthused about the passion that was instilled in them by the stories of Marvel. It's so good.
1: One of the greatest yeah. moments of my life, being able to freestyle rap with DMC at Comic-Con about Marvel. That was so dope.
0: Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Someday we'll get that uh, that freestyle business going. I, Straight uh, up. By hook or by crook, we'll figure it out. But this is real cool. You can watch this trailer on Marvel.com and our social pages and YouTube and all that stuff. And make sure you mark your calendar because Marvel's Behind the Mask premieres on February 12th on Disney Plus.
1: Yes. Cannot wait.
2: You know what else? James, I know you love some toys. You so know I, do. I got these for you specifically. There are some new Hasbro Marvel Legends. They are the retro figures because I know that you love them. These are those classic action figure style in their old school costumes. I mean, we've got Carol Danvers Miss Marvel going on with the sash and the boots and the whole Shabazz. Oh, We've got Johnny Storm aka the Human Torch, Magneto, uh Hulk in his stretchy purple pants.
1: That Hulk is done. <laughs> These are great. I'm that's already bought. It's already bought.
2: I also love cuz he's got the Hulk has that classic 80s hair that's like when the like the the perm hair was like big.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: it's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Hulk and Hasbro, I saw that they just announced they are doing a Marvel Legends maestro figure. So old Hulk with the beard and the bald head and the conquering and all that good stuff. Yeah. James, you just clutched your chest. And it's a gorgeous
1: figure. I am. I'm, gorgeous first of all, I like for people who know me know how much I love Peter David. So I have been reading this book and reading the series, I should say, and I've loved every second of it. So that also gets me juice. So, yep, that's already bought. Whew. Uh, And the,
0: the figures, the retro figures that Lorraine, you were talking about, those are three and three quarters. So they're little guys, GI Joe size, I like to call them. And those are so good. They're gonna be 10 bucks available spring 2021, each of those. Let's talk about a new book coming out because we just saw that the second Shuri novel from author Nick Stone and publishing house Scholastic is available now. It is yes. the uh, second Shuri novel. And you get to suit up for another epic adventure with the Princess of Wakanda, sister to the Black Panther, and in some stories, Black Panther herself. When the world's yes. smartest girls start going missing, Shuri has to find them before she's next.
2: Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I can't wait to check this out. Nick Death Stone is just awesome. She's a great. Writer and just a ding-dang delight, as Ryan would say. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So you should definitely check it out, especially if you love Shuri or Wakanda. I mean, Nick Stone is great.
0: I mean, you know. And the book is called Shuri the Vanished, if you want to pick it up.
2: Indeed. But you know, if you want to read a comic book, there's some new titles coming to Marvel Unlimited, the subscription service that gives you access to like 28,000 comics digitally and counting. It is truly a wild amount of comics. We all use it all the time.
0: (laughs) Yep, all the time.
2: (laughs) All the time. I mean, literally, I spend more time on Marvel Unlimited for research and hanging out. And sometimes I get distracted and I find myself just reading for fun. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was supposed to be reading this, but then I saw that. And then and,
2: I was yeah. like, I read five extra issues and I was like, oops. But this month, the tournament is gonna heat up an X of swords while Taskmaster launches into his own solo series. So there's a bunch of cool stuff. It's new as of February 1st, like Amazing Spider-Man number 51, Black Widow, Widow Sting number one, which is a great, fun new series, Doctor Doom number eight, Fantastic Four antithesis. I mean-
0: Doctor Doom, hold on, before you keep going, Doctor Doom, it's either issue number seven or eight, both of which now will be on Marvel Unlimited has doom coming back to latveria riding a bear that he has become friends with and he meets up with his friends he's like this is my friend i think is he names the bear ivan or something like that it is one of my favorite moments in comics it is glorious (laughs) it is that dr doom series rules it's really good (laughs) Yeah, there's there's it's a lot really of good fun. comics in there. I I will point out the one that you mentioned at the top, Lorraine, Ten of Swords, Stasis number 1 is the halfway point of the 23 part Ten of Swords storyline. You can read, you know, all those parts up to that now and then there's more every week. It's pretty freaking great. So, yeah. anybody who wants to like Read a lot of comics and not have to spend a ton of money. This is the perfect way to do it because right now you can enjoy your first month of Marvel Unlimited for 50% off. And then unlock the incredible experience for just $4.99. Just use the code Avengers21 at checkout.
1: Hot damn.
0: How much did you say it was? $4.99. That's 499
2: pennies,
1: James. That's great. You know, that's usually what I have on my couch. Oh.
2: I also want to shout out that there's Shang-Chi number two and Strange Academy number four. I love both of those series. They're just phenomenal. And again, that code is Avengers 2 1, as in the numbers: Avengers 21 at checkout.
1: Yeah. Speaking of a different topic, taking a whole different left turn, I am known as a very large person and I have been really working out and trying to get myself in shape because I'm at home. But there are certain people who are already in shape. Speaking of the amazing Captain Marvel, Brie Larson has her own YouTube channel and who does she work out with? But WWE NXT superstar Tegan It is. Awesome to see this because not only is it a love fest between two extremely strong, intelligent, wonderful, professional women, but their workout is hard, y'all. I mean, I'm, <laughs> this
2: workout is. I mean, horrible. remember when Brie Larson pushed a jeep? Though, like, she is flipping <laughs> buff it's true. at the Marvel Studios Captain Marvel premiere. I was wearing flats, and Brie Larson wore heels, and Lashawna Lynch, who plays Maria Rambeau, wore heels. And they were taller than me, and that is not something familiar to me because I'm five nine, and so I was like, I should have worn heels today. This was my moment to not tower <laughs> over everyone, and I missed it. I'm just saying, tall girls for life.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, like I said, you know, I am I am married to a six foot four without heels, flat footed scientist, Dang. so. Yeah, we we we'll get back on Lare- on Brie Larson, but we've gone to wrestling shows and people have looked at Don and literally the audience. We've walked past the audience, and it's like, well, "Who's she? Who's she?" I'm like, yeah, "She's my wife. She's not performing." <laughs> Sit back up. Literally, they just they thought she was about to, like jumping the ring and like jump somebody. But this video, fans, you have to see it. Not only is it just there's an appreciation as an artist to watch two artists appreciate each other, but it's also just really cool to see two strong, intelligent women not only talk. To each other in a, an amazing positive light and also give their stories because of what they've both gone through there is something that Bree said that touched me so much as a performer brilliant yeah. it's on youtube you can't it's on brie larson's page it's it's great
0: it's rad speaking of wrestlers we have a really fun interview this week that james you and i got to do with mr yes. johnny wrestling aka johnny gargano from NXT Ugh. WWE that was a hoot I, I always enjoy when we get to do wrestlers and, and talk to them because Me too. you just you just get all loopy and wonderful and giggly <laughs> and excited
2: oh you boys
1: I can't help myself
0: yeah, Johnny was terrific to talk to. We got to discuss something called ring gear, which I have been told to make sure we explicitly describe ring gear. I thought ring gear was very clear. Nope. No, you're right. Ring gear, ring gear is, is something good. you
2: um like that Santa has and they guide him on his sleigh.
0: Lorraine, I'm sorry. This Rudolph has been Corredo's your last ring episode gear. of this week in Marvel. Uh, I'll, I'll have uh, someone escort you out of your
1: home.
2: Okay, out of my home. <laughs> Where are they going to take no, me? Just, in,
1: just into the snow. Just into. In, Let me tell you, the there snow is snow. Right
0: yeah. So ring gear is the clothing, the accoutrement, the accessories that a wrestler. Wears to the wrestling ring. It's you know sometimes it's a jacket, a vest, glasses, a hat, boots, the elbow pads, a knee pads. Robe. It's it's everything that that they wear into going to the ring, as well as what they wear while they are wrestling. Does that sound about right, James?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that is exactly right. Yeah, it's basically the outfit. It's the whole accoutrement of everything that helps personify the persona that the wrestler is trying to portray. And a lot of the wrestlers, uh, including Johnny Gargano, have made tributes to their favorite Marvel characters. And Johnny Gargano is no exception. He's done some amazing, cool, cool things, from his tights, to his uh, um, elbow pads, to his knee pads, to his uh, boots, to whatever vest he's going to wear. His ring gear is always fire. His ring gear is always cool.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about Johnny's uh, career, his love for Marvel. We talk about the 90s uh, Spider-Man animated series, uh, his collection of action figures, all that and more. Uh, I think it's a fun one, even if you are not a wrestling fan. But if you are, you're going to get extra special enjoyment out of this one so let's hear from Mr. Johnny Gargano right now James I know uh, I had to drag you kicking and screaming to do our interview now this week because we are joined by WWE NXT superstar Johnny Gargano Johnny how you doing I'm great man how are you
3: It's it's been a while so I'm glad I'm glad to finally
0: talk to you again I know. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll like send texts or whatever every once in a while. Uh, You were really great giving me super secret Disney advice. I remember a long time ago, because you and and your wife, Candice, you know, all the things about the Walt Disney World, which is great. Yes, she started off knowing more than me.
3: But then once I got into it, like all the research I do now, is just, you know, I I consider myself somewhat of a Disney World expert, like just a, (laughs) a tiny one.
0: Uh, but we're not here to just talk about all of our Disney World exploits uh we want to talk about wrestling and comics and collecting I definitely want to talk to you about some action figure stuff too and of course you've got the big uh, NXT takeover coming on Valentine's Day but James you you look like you're just you're about to burst you want to get into this so I'm gonna tag you in get in there
1: listen guys I mean you guys have heard me you know I'm a huge professional wrestling fan and we are talking to Johnny wrestling here I mean we, there are there are people don't get me wrong no disrespect to either brothers and sisters in NXT or in the WWE but when it comes to like pure wrestling when it comes to like brothers who are on the mat brothers who do the amazing moves brothers who have a style that goes all the way from Lucha Libre to Japan to British style Plano American wrestling we are talking about Johnny wrestling and he is here so am I hype <laughs> yes <What do> <laughs> I am trying to control my myself I'm a grown ass man but when I see Johnny Gargano in front of me I am like a kid in a candy store so I'm doing my best I'm doing I'm I'm being I'm being cool here because I got I was just telling him I got to see you at NXT takeover in in, in Brooklyn uh 2019 you versus Adam Cole uh two out of three falls and you won it was was just freaking amazing I just don't know how you do what you do man for real
3: it's wild that you say that because it seems like a lifetime ago now. At this point. right, like, it seems like so long ago that that happened, and it's actually not that long ago. And to now, we're to be where we are. I forget how it feels to wrestle in front of people again. So the right. first time I wrestle in front of a thousand, two thousand people, it's going to be insane.
1: But this also is a Marvel podcast as well, and we know you are a big comic book fan. So I have to ask. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. If you had, uh, if you had to describe your story in a Marvel origin, how would it be? What is your Marvel origin story? How'd you get started?
3: Oh man, so I would liken myself a bit to Peter Parker in in a, in a sense. I think my character dynamic on NXT has been kind of Peter Parker esque as well, going through trials and tribulations and 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 whatnot. But how I got started was I was eight years old. And I guess I would say that I was – I could say, and we're going to tie this in nicely, I was bit by the wrestling bug. <laughs> and that, that is a great
0: Marvel
1: <laughs> story. Very well well. I was very bit well by
3: the wrestling bug, and uh, I fell in love with it first time I saw Shawn Michaels, who's over my shoulder right now. I'm at the WWE Performance Center right now as I'm talking to you guys. Uh, this, is, this isn't just my house, I promise you. This isn't just what's in my house right now. I was wondering, <laughs> that's picture. amazing. <laughs> no, I don't have fancy pictures of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels <laughs> in my house yet. I mean, you never know. But I, I saw Shawn Michaels and just his athleticism and his charisma and the way he carried himself and what he was able to do in that ring. That was just, it inspired me. It made me want to be a wrestler. And seeing Shawn Michaels, he was kind of a smaller guy. And I'm obviously a smaller guy, so that just inspired me to not take no for an answer and and say, you know what, like I can do this thing. And I started training at 13 years old. I started super young. I'm 33 years old now, so I've been doing this. More years than I can remember. Wow. Uh, but yeah, like I like I said, like I've been doing this a very very long time, and I started at a very very young age. But
0: here I am. Tell tell us and, and the listeners a little bit about like the thought process that goes into making ring gear, especially when you have cool ring gear that sort of blends your specific uh, vibe and your icons and your look with your interests and, and and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, I know we've talked about this before. Uh, and like personally, just how how difficult it is for me. Like I put so much thought and time and effort, me and my gear designer uh, Adam Riches he used to always he'd draw my things for me, uh, and main event gear would make them ultimately and do a great job with it. We put so much thought process into okay, this is where the character is right now, who fits this current dynamic, who fits where we're going here, and. For me, like the the Takeover New York Iron Man inspired gear was always if de facto the end game for me. Like that was always the one I knew I wanted to do eventually. I was always just saving it for a special occasion. And Takeover New York was that special occasion for me. Because like it also had little vibes of like, okay, Shawn Michaels was my favorite of all time. He's the reason I got into wrestling. He had his boyhood dream. So in the gear as well, I had parts of like similar fabric to what he wore in the Iron Man match with Bret Hart. So it was Iron Man, but it was also uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Iron Man. Like there was, a, there was a Candace cupcake on my back. Like I just like to put a lot of little Easter eggs on my gear. That's the fun. That's that, yeah. I always enjoy that when I was younger, like watching guys like Ray Mysterio, obviously Shawn, like guys like that who just used to have this amazing gear that just looks so cool. And I think a lot of people put a lot of thought into those things, especially I think it's fun for fans. So like when... Like, we did that. Then, like, I, I did the Wolverine inspired gear because we were in Canada. And I had, like, the Toronto Raptors kind of claw marks on it as well because we were in Toronto. Like, I think that that's just fun for me. When I wrestled Finn, I had Carnage inspired gear because Finn has the kind of the demon sort of thing going on. So I kind of wanted to mesh that world a little bit. Like, that's just that's that's fun for me. I will say, I. It became so difficult and so taxing on me to just stick to one kind of brand, (laughs) one kind of thing where I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to be this time? People are like, I put so much pressure on myself because people were always like, what's he going to be this time? What's he going to be this time? I was like, look, I got to just do this on special occasions. Now I can't do it every single takeover because it just gets too much. But I will say at the next takeover uh, on, on Valentine's day, I will have special Marvel inspired gear. Um, I already have it planned out. It is already at, at home. Eventually, it's one of the rare occasions where I already have it. But yeah, I will. That's the only thing I will say right now is I will have a special Marvel inspired gear for the next takeover, and it will
0: make sense when you see it. Oh, I can't Ooh. wait! I love it because I just watched the like how excited the fans get. For it too, you know. Yeah. Like I'll get tagged, and they'll be like, "Did you see?" it? Did you said, "Be like, yeah, I'm watching." Yeah, of course I see it. It's great. It's <laughs> awesome. It, it's freaking great. And it's it's again, you know, something that James and I talk about on the show. I've talked about for years is like that the the Venn diagram of wrestling and and comics as a like storytelling medium is so close. It's like there's so much overlap there. And then when you take the fandoms for those, it's like the same thing. It's, yeah. it's so they're so wrapped up together in so many of the same themes and so many elements and and it's just so great. So I know we have a lot of listeners who are like wrestling again, but at the same time, like sit down, watch a really great couple of matches, some stories a a, a highlights package that WWE puts together, which they do phenomenal work to to like highlight the stories that you performers put together and like you will get hooked in. So, Johnny, question, if you were to say to someone who is a Marvel fan, who is sort of like, I don't know about wrestling. Here's something you should check out. You can go on YouTube. You can go on the WWE Network. Something to like get you in. It doesn't have to be like the best of all time, but just something that for you is like, this is one of the things that might help you understand why wrestling is so great.
3: So I am a big proponent of long-term storytelling. That Honestly, that for me is what makes NXT so special, is when NXT does long-term storytelling, nothing else touches it. And I think that's our bread and butter. So just speaking, I guess, specifically from my perspective, if I was to say to watch something that is a long-term story, a long-term investment that you can kind of get in uh, on the ground floor on I guess recently I would be remiss not to say my story with Tommaso Champa, honestly, is the, the, the kind of bread and butter there for me, just to watch us from not even just the, the, the split up, but watch us from our DIY days yeah. and how we started with this company, because that is such a big part of that story. Two guys who started here who did not have contracts, who did not get signed, who got told no at our tryout, that's real life, that's that's straight up real. We were told we were not good enough to be here. And we basically said, you know what, screw you, we are good enough to be here, we're gonna take this place over. And, and we went from that to basically becoming tag champs, to him turning on me, to the unfortunate thing with his his knee injury that made us prolong this story. That had me go on a run with Andrade, that had he come back. And then we like, there's so much, so many little details here and there and little intricacies. And unfortunately, given where the world went, we didn't get a chance to properly end that story the way we wanted to. Obviously, in front of 15,000 people again and and tell that story to fruition. But I think the the early stages of it and from the DIY days to the turn to New Orleans, I will go on record and say there is not a lot of atmospheres like me versus Tommaso in New Orleans no, you where won't. you get such a clear cut, good guy, clear cut, bad guy. And to see Tommaso's entrance when he comes out. And I remember just being in gorilla and sitting there and watching his entrance and just hearing the booze and <laughs> hearing how much people hated him and seeing the signs of my face on it. Like that, like the winky face, like that, that was like, such a surreal moment for me. Cause like, I'm always, I'm always really self-conscious and I always think like, okay, this is the time. This is the time they're gonna just love Tommaso and hate me. Like, it really during that time period. I was like, here it comes, it's coming eventually. <laughs> so, but like that night, like, I don't know, it was just, it's magic. And that, that is the beauty of professional wrestling. I think if you just sit someone down and you show them Tommaso's entrance and you show them my entrance, I think they're gonna get it. Wrestling can be anything you want it to be, like, I know wrestling is a bad stigma because it's professional wrestling, but wrestling can literally be anything you want it to be. And that's the beauty of it.
1: What's funny is that when I think about the professional wrestling and people giving it, uh, you know, a little bit of a, you know, shade, I always laugh because, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, you don't understand. Professional wrestling is the base of live theater. It is live theater told physically you got. Ladies and guys who get on the stick, they give you a promotion to come and spend your money. They they give the talk to the, the Barker moment of the, the Carney moment of bringing people in. We have to give you a story. We have to give you a promo to get you in. But once you're in the seats, it is live theater, but told physically. It is the most base theater you can have. And it's amazing because if you have two performers who can tell a story physically where people in the audience can leave reality for a second and just focus in on the story. They are, they can get so swept up in it. And I always tell people, people are like, man, you watch wrestling? I was like, yeah. He goes, you know, it's not real, right? I'm like, well, you know, Lin-Manuel's really not Hamilton, right? You realize that um, (laughs) Alexander Hamilton was not a short Puerto Rican dude and Thomas Jefferson was never not a large black bald man, but hey, you can go ahead thinking it's the greatest thing in the world, but you know, all right. (laughs) But then when you, swing swing wrestling back to the style of like comic books and things. There's that mythical stories that you tell this, the good versus evil, especially when the good that you've watched this whole time turns, you know, with like, so watching you turn was, was like when, when Iron Man turned, there's a moment where the, there's, there's an Iron Man moment where he just becomes this egotistical, terrible person. And you're like, this is Iron Man. We've been watching you for years. So you changing and making that switch was just uh, it was heartbreaking. I loved it. But it was also heartbreaking because I was like, oh, damn, he he had to do it. But it's the, the, the characters have to evolve. The characters have to evolve. So speaking of character, I have to ask you, I think I know the answer to this question. But Johnny, when it comes to Marvel characters, who is your favorite Marvel character? And also from the MCU, what's your favorite movie?
3: Oh, man, that's that's tough. Uh, So my favorite Marvel character, I will say Spider-Man. Spider-Man holds a special place in my heart. Obviously, Iron Man, obviously Star-Lord. There's a a lot of them for me. But like Spider-Man, just because he holds a special place in my heart from my childhood. I used to read all the Spider-Man comic books. Used to love Spider-Man, the animated series. Things like that. So, then, like in that whole Venom saga is one of my favorite things of all time. Is I'm wearing a Venom shirt right now. Nice. So, honestly, to see and for me to get like an action figure of my Venom slash Spider Man uh, inspired gear to have actually have that been made, it's amazing for me. I will say that is my favorite Marvel character. Favorite MCU movie? <sighs> I might have to go with Endgame, I guess, just because it's so like. It was such an event. I think that's the best word to say about it is it felt like I was going to see between infinity war and Endgame. It felt like, because I went to the midnight showings, like I love, and I missed it so much. I miss going to the theater for like a big release. Yeah. Like I know like people are like, Oh, I could watch it in my home, but it, there's nothing like going to a theater for a midnight showing for a new release. Cause it felt like I was at a wrestling show. And for yeah. me being a wrestler, that's as close as I'm going to get to kind of stepping outside my reality. Like I'm not going to go to a wrestling show and get that like feeling of like, yeah, because I'm, I'm in it. You know, I'm, I'm in it. So I, I, I can't step away from it. But to go to like Endgame or Infinity War and for those moments to happen on screen. And when Captain America caught the hammer, like, I mean, oh. like, and the crowd just like, lo- like, lost it, like everyone freaking went nuts. Like, it's like that. Or when people would have come out of the tunnel, like the portals, like when they would come out, like, each person would appear. It'd be like, yeah, and people would like jump up and cheer and high five. And like, that is the cool thing for me. So like that holds a special place in my heart because just hearing the reaction and being around everybody and just being a part of that environment made it such a cool experience for me. I saw it multiple times because I wanted to experience it again and again and again. And for me, like, I felt like I was one of those fans that, like, went to a lot of showings because I, I was a guy in the front row, like, like kind of miming things and waiting for reactions because I was like, okay, let's hear what the reaction gets this time. There it was, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the fun for me. Uh, but, yeah, I'll have to go, like, I'll have to go with Endgame, I think. Johnny, you mentioned the Spider-Man animated series. I think the last time... When you were at the Marvel offices, you were working on your collection of mm-hmm. the, the toys for the animated series. Have you completed the collection? I essentially have. Like now I'm working on like the play sets and whatnot. So
3: Kanish has got me for Christmas last year the Daily Bugle play set. So I have a huge Daily Bugle play set. And for me, like I'm an in the box collector. So that makes things a lot more difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we just bought a house recently. Congratulations. So now I have, we were living in an apartment in Orlando. Uh, not to break the fourth wall for anyone who watches n x t and, and and sees our house our house <laughs> before like in our smaller three bedroom apartment toys were overflowing into the living room and whatnot it's essentially when we moved in when we moved here to Orlando Tommaso was with us as well. So it was like me, Tommaso and Candace. Me and Candace just got married and we moved to Orlando with Tommaso. So basically that was kind of a sitcom right off the rip. <laughs> of all three of us living together. And as soon as Tommaso moved out, you'd think the dad left because all the toys came out from like our spare room and it was in like the living room and whatnot. (laughs) And we bought these pegboards. So being an in-the-box collector, my dream room, which I'm working on right now is, so I have pegboards set up and I'm stacking the figures. So it looks like you're in a Toys R Us when you walk in the room now. So that's, that's what I'm currently working on. Eventually when that's all said and done, I will be able to, do more with that but yeah that's that's what i'm doing right now
1: that's brilliant so i have to ask because i wasn't privy to this conversation are we talking about the which which spider-man animated series we talking about
0: the early 90s mid 90s the the one that came right after x-men
1: yeah oh yes the og
3: the og so now like especially finding them all in the packaging is difficult as well but like getting that tri spider slayer getting like oh like like all like it's yeah it's because I just remember, like for me, being a child and playing with those toys was such a great experience for me, and I love that show so much. So now, like being an adult, I just want to recollect everything that I had when I was younger to relive my childhood. So that's where I'm at right now, being 33 years old. <laughs> that's my Welcome life in right your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: hey, we've all gone through that. I, I'm, I'm in it too. Uh, we just bought a house, so I, that pegboard idea is brilliant. It, it, it works so well,
3: especially because Candace has all the handiwork too, because I don't know what the hell I'm
0: doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: so glad so, you said that my yeah. wife does all we go to Ikea and she mm-hmm. I I'll lift it because I'm, I'm the yeah, strong. Me one. Too. Yep. But yep. she'll build it because I Donald Duckett I will literally destroy Yeah, I don't know what my, I'm doing. I, I have, there's no reason for me to do that. I'm like, nah, you don't want you don't want me around power tools. So speaking of speaking of your wife, your wife is is, is an amazing professional wrestler. I mean, Candace is brilliant there was a moment mm-hmm. like i didn't know her and then when she got in the ring i was like oh snap this is for real so it yeah. was like really really cool but um be, because she's such a supporter of your collection so i'm assuming she's a marvel fan and so i have to ask is she a big marvel fan and who is like who was her favorite when you guys talk, do you guys you guys have debates about who your people are and who you go with or who you support she is a big Marvel fan as well, and uh, she's super supportive of me. And
3: it's funny because we didn't really mean to do this, but on NXT Television, we've kind of leaned into a Star Lord Gamora relationship. Like for some reason, we kind of <laughs> fell into that where I'm a little bit more goofy and I'm a little bit more like fun loving, and she's the more like hey, like more serious business sort of sort of down to, down to business person. And like we love Star Lord and Gamora, and we just kind of subconsciously did that.
1: I have to ask is that now you guys said you morphed into those characters now was mm-hmm. it a morph or who is that kind of who you are and you guys just brought your, yourselves with the volume turned up on tv
3: yes that's a, a, a million percent that's who we are in real life <laughs> and and people see my character right now on television see us right now on television and it's so wacky and so out there and so just all over the place and it's funny because people look at me and they always see like the underdog baby face. That's who you are. That's just what they see when they see Johnny Gargano. And it's funny because what you see on television right now is so much just the real life Johnny Gargano that it's almost kind of scary, especially the things I do. It's almost kind of scary that you're just seeing the real life me now. But yes, like that is 100% just our real life home dynamic. Is I am never serious. I'm always pretty goofy, and Candace is always a straight to business one. Uh, and and th- th- those are always the best characters, though, is when you're able to take that real life persona and that real life relationship and kind of bring it on screen.
0: You, you talked about Shawn Michaels earlier on. Shawn, one of the greatest of all time. How awesome is that for you to have a mind like Shawn Michaels to to probably tap into at any point? Are there other like on top of Shawn? Are there other uh, wrestlers that? You were a fan of as you were growing up and becoming a you know getting into wrestling that you're able to like pick their brains about this kind of stuff yeah i mean
3: i think like having sean and triple h there all the time is basically just a dream come true i basically say that it's like having the best wrestler in the world in your back pocket on rolodex so it's like "Hmm, i got a question about something let me just ask the best wrestler that's ever done it like that's that's kind of thing that's like Pretty wild for me yeah. is is that I have that sort of mind to go to, and like we're very very lucky here that we have so many great minds all over the place. Sean's also a big Marvel fan as well. We talk about the MCU all the time. That's the that's the wildest thing though about like my life, I guess, because like I literally used to dress like Shawn Michaels <laughs> when I was a child for Halloween. I used to dance around my
1: house. I sexy saw boy. that. Pi- I watched your documentary. I yeah. saw that picture.
3: Yeah, and again, like I, I say this all the time, but how weird is it? that you know i was dressed like Shawn michaels going out for halloween you have to think if you're you don't know what wrestling is you have no idea what wrestling is and you see this little eight-year-old kid walking around wearing what i was wearing you think oh my god these parents let this little kid go out dressed like a male stripper <laughs> like that's what you're thinking right like male stripper for halloween little eight-year-old male stripper what are these parents doing <laughs> but <laughs> it's wild now to be able to just Kind of be, I don't know, say friends with the guy, and like he was such an inspiration to me that now I'm just kind of giving him, I give him cookies for his birthday and things like that. Like what, like what are we doing here?
1: Listen, man, I totally understand. I there's a musical called The Wiz. And uh, it's the black version of the Wizard of Oz. And the guy who plays the lion is a guy named Ted Ross, and he won Tony for best featured actor in the 70s. And I dressed like a lion several times and sang at church his song. Now I'm singing a mus- Broadway musical theater in the church and then going to school dressed like a lion looking absolutely insane. And then years later, I get to play the lion. You know, in New York and the people (laughs) that knew him came to me and they were like, you remind me so much of Ted because he had passed away. But I met all his friends and then I ended up winning the same Tony he won. So there I am sitting back going, you know, I'm with the people that he worked with. I'm with all these people from the original Wiz. And they're like, you just have his spirit. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Like, if you didn't know. Yeah, and you just think the parents are like, oh, this kids <laughs> going to the zoo, how nice. <laughs> you if you don't, but then you when you finally get back, you're like, no, no, I've been gunning for this my whole life. So I completely, completely understand.
3: And recently, like he, I, I have these Nikes that I wear. They're Nike Metcons. And uh, Sean saw that I was wearing them. And he was like, those shoes are really cool. Like, what, what are those? And I told him, and I was like, oh, they're Nike Metcons. Like, Candace got them for me. Because she dresses me, obviously. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Then he would ask me, almost every single time he saw me, where my shoes were. And I would tell him. And one day I was just like, I'm going to send him a link to where I got, where I found them online. I was like, here they are. Say, so, hey, Sean, I like text him, like, here. here's the shoes I got. He didn't reply. Next time I, I I saw him at TV, he comes running up to me. He's like, Johnny, 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 look. And points down <laughs> to his feet. And he's wearing the same exact shoes I am. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I dressed like you when, when I was a child, and now you're dressing like me as an adult. I think this is a cool life
0: I'm living. <laughs> Everything comes full circle.
1: Yeah. Is there a moment where you kind of are, is it, it's usual because you've, you grew up looking at Sean and Triple H going, Oh my God, these guys are like the heroes. Does it ever get normal when you go, Oh snap, I could just text Sean and say, Hey, listen, uh, let's talk about this. Does it ever get normal? Or do you still have that moment of like, Oh my God, I am like, it's cool. But you're like, I am talking to Shawn Michaels.
3: No, I, I, I am. Whenever I give advice to people, like whenever anyone asks me like what, how do I become a wrestler? How do I, you know, I'm a fan right now. How do I you know, get into wrestling business or anything like that? One of the biggest pieces of advice I give them is never lose that fan side of you. Never lose that, that side of you that just makes you realize, man, this is really freaking cool. Um, So I think the minute that I kind of lose that, the minute I lose that, that childlike wonder for what I'm doing, is when I shouldn't be doing it anymore. Cause that's when you really kind of can view things as like, you know what, like, it'd be really cool if I did this, if I was a fan and I saw this, then it'd be really cool if this happened. If I was a fan watching, I'd want to see this. I feel like when you lose that, you're kind of just doing it as a job. And yeah. when you're just doing it as a job, you shouldn't be doing it anymore because it's not fun. And what we do is very, very fun. So I always try to view things, whether it's in the ring, whether it's in life where I'm talking to Shawn Michaels, whether it's, you know, uh, if it's meeting a fan. And that's that's a big thing for me. If I am walking to a hotel or something like that and I see fans waiting outside to get autographs, I will always stop 100% of the time because I remember what it was like. I remember being that fan behind that guardrail waiting for those autographs. So I just always think like, what, would, what could I do right now to make the most memorable moment for this person because that's what I would have liked to have. So I always kind of try to view things from an eight-year-old Johnny Gargano's perspective and that—that that is how I try to live my life, whether it be in, in real life or in wrestling life.
0: Well said. Uh, we're gonna wrap up here soon, but you know, I was, I was thinking, I i love watching your fandom and, and thinking about the three of us and the luck that we have in being able to do the things that we've done over time mm-hmm. because of our careers. Uh, and I saw it most recently this year, watching you like, with your Cleveland Browns love and excitement and getting so hyped about them. Uh, and and that must feel good to just like have something else that you get. You're just so such a fan of and that it gives you this opportunity to experience it in, in probably all new, really cool ways. It's yeah, it's
3: very, very wild to be able to Like, I I was such a Cleveland Browns fan, and, like, I'm a fan of a lot of different things, but, like, just naming the Cleveland Browns uh, right now. Like, it's cool to be able to kind of interact with, you know, to have them be like, hey, why don't you come to our training facility and, you know, meet everybody, and you can hang out, you can watch practice. And, obviously, this is before everything that went down, like, I would say last year, like, when I was NXT champion, when I uh for them to bring me to the facility and meet different players and you know let them hold a the title and like go to the game and go on the field and like that 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 stuff isn't it's never gonna get lost on me. I'm never gonna feel like it's I that's what I should be doing. I'm never gonna feel like that's what, you know, like oh I'm I'm who I am. So I should be in this position. Like no, like I'm I'm still just Johnny Gargano, a kid from Cleveland, Ohio, who's luckily enough to live his dream and to be able to go from a kid who used to sit in the nosebleed seats at Cleveland Browns stadium to be a kid who gets to go on the field before the game. That's wild for me. Right. I mean, get hang out with the quarterback and hang out with the players and see things like that. Like that, that's super cool. And you know, like I, I'm I'm very, very proud of what I've done. I'm very, very proud of the work I put in, but I mean, like my job has afforded me a lot of cool things like honestly like giving me able to talk to you guys about things i love like marvel my job is let me do that and that's wild for me that's
0: pretty freaking cool
1: i have to ask you um if if the worlds collided where marvel and wrestling said pow it became one and you had to pick a tag team partner from the marvel universe who would you choose oof man
3: that's tough i'll go with thor just for the fact of the power advantage just because I feel like I would have the speed and intelligence and things like that, so I would have to go with Thor for the power and the thing. Yeah, sure, I'll go with that. I'm not. I'm saying that as a. I'm not 100 sure. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want. This. It's fine. I'll go Thor.
1: You say you say Thor is your tag team partner, and I immediately start thinking. I was like, oh, he's got a Heart Foundation vibe. You got a guy who's a technical wrestler with speed. Yeah, he that's what I'm trying. My... I'm trying to
3: mix match. Like, okay, I need like yeah. a. I need, like, I kind of have this going for me, so I need something to compliment me. I'm not thinking, like, purely, like, what looks good together. I'm just thinking purely, like, fighting stats and styles and things like that. So, yeah, I'll go with that.
0: That's cool. That's very cool. (laughs) I like it look Johnny it's always a pleasure to, to to chat with you we're we're super excited of course NXt takeover streams live on WWE Network Sunday February 14th and of course uh fans can watch you Johnny on WWE nXt live every Wednesday 8 p.m on USA network you got some gold right now yeah with a championship my friend
1: yes you do man sure yes you thank do. you I
0: appreciate that thank you guys. Once again, big thank you to Johnny Gargano. You can, of course, see him weekly on NXT and uh, check him out on Valentine's Day with the big NXT TakeOver. Johnny TakeOver is going to come out and going to be awesome. He did, as I I think we alluded to, he did give us a little bit of a sneak peek into his ring gear for that show. James, you just. Deep cut, deep cut. Yeah, it's a real deep cut. It's very exciting. I can't wait to, to see everybody's reactions to that one. Lorraine, who's our guest next week?
2: Next week, we are gonna be talking with Lecrae, who wrote two of the awesome tracks on Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. So I was thinking, in the spirit of that, that we would ask everybody at home this week, what is your favorite part of Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales? You've had time probably to finish the game by now, so we're ready to hear what you loved.
1: My favorite part of the game is his walk. The actor Najee Jeter has got a swagger to his walk as Miles. And it is something about seeing New York from, see, and Brooklyn, we were talking about Brooklyn, seeing Brooklyn from that side, and he's got on the big jacket and the earphones walking down the street. It just made me so happy because I was like, this is real. This is mad real. Like this kid could be walking right now in Brooklyn. It is just so dope to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. there's so many cool things to play and so many outfits as Miles as Spider-Man to wear, but there's that moment of his swagger and when the music changes if you play Spider-Man, the original game, and then play Miles the way the music switches mm-hmm. when one Spider-Man steps into the room I was just like, that, it, it just it was just an aesthetic for me, it just made me happy as, as a grown man, like thinking about playing characters that looked like me when I was a kid to we'll see it now, I was like this swagger is very authentic and it, I, I enjoyed every second of it. The story is fun too.
2: Tweet your answers to hashtag This Week in Marvel. You can email them to TwinPodcast at marvel.com or you can send a message to us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. And of course, please include an okay to read so that we can use them on the show.
0: And we will have some electronic mails to read on this show. But first, we've got some tweets and some other stuff. We got some answers to our question that we posed last week, which was, which Marvel character would inspire your wrestling ring gear? Uh, I'll read the first one. It's from our pal Karis Pollard at a Karis Pollard. She said, I'm terrified of being hit. So my initial answer to who would inspire my ring gear was Juggernaut as the biggest, strongest armor. But final compromise answer is Dr. Doom. Armor protecting my face, and most importantly, a cape. I like that. I think, look, masked wrestlers (laughs) are awesome. Hey, it's, uh, it's a good definitely. look, you put a little armor in there, you get yourself protected. That's a smart choice,
1: Karis. Very smart choice, very smart choice.
0: And Karis had one more additional tweet saying my This Week of Marvel of the Week is Captain Marvel by Kelly Thompson, Lee Garbett, Belen Ortega, and Antonio Fabella. It's so good to look at, so heroic, so emotional, so deep. This whole arc has just been so good. I want more Brigid, more Ove too, just more of this. Plus, The glow ups at the end, sensational. Just to clarify, this is talking about the current Captain Marvel series, which is in an alternate universe in which Captain Marvel goes 30 years into the future in this alternate reality where Namor's son, Ove, is just the big bad. Brigid is the daughter of Thor, and she's freaking awesome. She's got arms like tree trunks. It's really, really good.
2: Yeah. Sassy.
0: That sounds fun. Mm -hmm.
2: Next up, we have one from Devin Cohen at devmonsta1, who similar to Kara said, I would use juggernaut as my inspiration for my ring gear. It's intimidating and unstoppable. And if I want to be fancy, I'll go with the Colossus juggernaut. Shiny.
0: Mm. Yeah. nice. Hey, you know what that reminds me of? James, you'll get this one. Anybody out there, Google Big Van Vader, Big Van Vader, <laughs> and then mask. And that is an 80s and 90s wrestler. Big Van Vader was big dude. Yeah. But he in the 80s, he would come out with this wild mask that was
2: Whoa, like- Whoa, he looks he, like, like death's head.
1: He'd hit the button, smoke would come out of it. He legit, and then he would take off that big mask and have another mask on. Big Van Vader was- literally a real life juggernaut yeah. in the ring that was his kind of persona and if anybody knows sting in his heyday he ran through sting the way juggernaut runs through Everything. heroes it, it was it was devastating for for young fans to watch their hero be demolished <laughs> like that Well said. Marvel Man at Spidey Boy 3. My ring gear would be based on venom. So I could maybe have tiny tentacles on my shoulder pads and like a spider band on my arm. Or red gloves and band with silver face paint for Colossus. Fun moment, Spidey Boy 3. There is a wrestler named Finn Balor. And Finn Balor, if you look at pictures, there's many moments where he's got venom. So from the top of his head to the center of his uh, chest, he's got venom and painted on him and he would wrestle like that it is kind of awesome and it takes hours for them to paint him before he goes to the ring so check that out because it's definitely in the same vein you're talking Mm
0: -hmm. we've got one in here from our pal simon williams at simon sebs simon says if i were a wrestler i'd pattern my ring gear after black panther then i'd form a faction with keith lee king ricochet and bianca belair we'd pattern our ring gear after the fantastic four that is Awesome,
1: ladies and gentlemen! Yeah. freaking great. That is the best group of people. And if WWE, if you're listening, if you were to put Ricochet, Keith Lee, and Bianca Blair together, you don't have to worry about ratings anymore. <laughs> they would just come in. They, you don't have to just just do it now and just just save yourself. And Simon, we would definitely give you credit here at Marvel. Let you know that you're you're the reason for that that crew. Yeah, that'd
0: yeah. be awesome, Lorraine. I think you would love Bianca Belair. She's got yes, she, you would. just her look, her swagger, everything like that is so good. And Simon, if you haven't seen it, or any of you haven't seen it, the Royal Rumble 2020, our friend MVP, I don't know if you know MVP, but uh, is, is a pal. MVP, the wrestler, made his return to WWE. He came out, he threw out the Wakanda symbol. He was wearing black and gold. And then at this Mm -hmm. year's Royal Rumble, he's in a faction called the Hurt Business, which is kind of amazing. And one of the dudes in the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, had the Hurt Business written on his ring gear in the Black Panther font, black and gold in the font. Oh,
1: so good. Also, Lorraine, Bianca Blair did something last SmackDown that was so amazing. She is literally pound for pound one of the strongest wrestlers in the WWE, and she picked up a man who is over three hundred pounds and walked with him on her shoulders. That's how Bianca Blair is ridiculous as far as her athleticism. I did
2: just Google her, and her body is ninety percent abs. Mm. Wow.
1: Yes, yeah, she is, <laughs> and also she whips people with I her know, braid. I know she's
2: got that like the long Beyonce she braid. It and
1: whips people hmm she oh. whips people it is the brilliant she like doesn't move and then like beats them
2: <laughs> she's <laughs> so Cole's. good Cole's. so good yeah so good yeah 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 This next one is from the Kawhi Prince at Colin J who said, and you know, I love this one. I would want to do pro wrestling in full drag cause that would be hilarious. My ring gear would be Emma Frost, not just inspired by, but a full on cosplay, WWE slash Marvel. My DMS are open. (laughs) Um, And then Ryan of course sent a gif and Colin replied starts wig shopping.
1: Hell yeah. I could totally see full drag working right now at WrestleMania. (laughs)
2: <laughs> also, I just like think gender is performative in general, so I I think it would be really, really fun to create gender as part of your persona because like, whatever, gender's yeah. a lie. That's my personal opinion. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Francis O'Reilly at e 9 who would be my ring inspiration? It would have to be Matthew Murdoch, aka Daredevil. Being partially sighted myself, I can't help but take the inspiration from his brage approach to life and he doesn't let anything stand in his way of being a hero. Hey, uh, Fran, I totally think that is amazing. That would be plus that outfit would work totally well in the ring. You'd be a star. <laughs> yeah, he's essentially got Luchador mask
0: going to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's it's tremendous. Totally.
1: And actually, I believe Rey Mysterio has done a Daredevil moment before.
0: Probably. ray has got that online.
1: <laughs> He's pretty much done all. Yeah.
0: We got an email in here from Bennett Stade about ring gear. And Bennett says, I have to say that I'm surprised nobody has chosen the Hulk yet. I mean, his literal power is strength, so I would definitely want Hulk-inspired ring gear, which I like that, too, because you could just like throw on some green and some purple stretchy pants,
1: and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah,
2: break out the body you're, paint.
1: You're done. Just paint it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Work it out.
2: Uh, next up, Coda Crows at Venom Boy 44 says, Ryan, after hearing you call Strife the my chemical romance of Marvel, I'm curious, what are some other bands that you think line up with Marvel characters? I love MCR and still have a ticket to see them if concerts ever happen again.
0: Oh, man. That's that's a I love question. this question so much, though. It's Yo. something like- Wow. I want to, like, I would go down, like, the encyclopedia of Marvel and try to figure out.
2: Immigrant song, to me, I think why people connected with it so much in Marvel Studios' Thor Ragnarok is because it was such a perfect capturing of Walt Simonson's Thor run in a way. (laughs) And a lot of that kind of classic, iconic Thor aesthetic in musical form. Yeah.
0: There's a band called Fear Factory that is this like really technical metal band. They have an album called D-Manufacture, which is from like 1994 or something. That's still one of my favorite records of all time. And they're so technical. They remind me of like Terminator vibes. I would say Fear Factory is w- would go with Ultron. Just this like really terrifying, dark metal, very like precise riffs and drum beats. And it's just like, you hear that and you're just like, Oh no, the evil robot is coming.
1: Run. There is a smoothness to two particular performers: one rapper, one R and B star. When I think of Killmonger, I think of Tupac, and then I think of D'Angelo. So it's like you have Killmonger when he first steps up, and it's just the the smoothness of D'Angelo, you know, like Brown Sugar being played, and then when he rips off his shirt, all of a sudden, just Tupac music starts. <laughs> it's just like for some reason when I when I see that character, I'm like. Yeah, as long as his shirt's on, he's a smooth brother. Take that shirt off. It is like, it's down to work. So that's that's what I think. That's cool. I
0: love that. <laughs> Honestly, I think we could do a whole episode with this. Oh, for
2: sure. We
1: can go down the yeah. deep rabbit hole with that. Uh,
0: so... Thank you for that one, Coda. That's a that's a great suggestion for us. We got an email in here from Seth Thurman. Seth says, I am a 12-year-old named Seth Thurman from Glasgow, Scotland. And I just want to say thanks for keeping me entertained during lockdown and getting me into comics. My favorite character is Loki or Iron Man, and I also love to travel. Seth, thank you so much. Yeah. I I love emails that was like awesome, that. Though. I um I've only been to Scotland once. I only got to go to Edinburgh for like two days. And immediately I was like, oh, I wanna live here. I love it there.
2: My husband studied abroad in Scotland and we were supposed to go this summer. I don't know if that's gonna be possible, but I will eventually be in Scotland. Um, And also it was really wonderful because at our wedding, all of his Scottish friends came to the wedding. So we had all these guys, Ryan can attest to this, that we had a bunch of guys in kilts that were dancing on the dance floor, like getting down, which is, Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yes,
0: oh, that's so good and great characters to to choose as your favorite: Seth, Loki, and Iron Man. I hope you are excited yes. about Marvel Studios' Loki show. Uh, that is going to be real cool.
2: Yeah, real cool. I
1: can't wait for it. After I think what's funny is after watching Wandavision, I am so excited about what else is happening. Right? This these shows about to do some cool stuff. Dynamite,
0: and you ain't seen nothing yet is all I have to say. But that's it that's a wrap for us what a great episode thanks everybody for being here this episode of this week in marvel is produced by alexis williams zachary goldberg lorraine sink and ryan Penagos.
2: our audio development manager is brad barton
1: jill duboff is our director of audio
2: and special thanks to hydra silk find the goddess within hydra silk i'm ryan i'm lorraine
1: and i'm james and this is marvel your universe